Thank you for tuning in to this episode of UMBC's Mic'd Up Podcast. My name is Denise Cardona from the Office of Professional Programs. Today, we are joined by a recent graduate of our Biotechnology Graduate Program, Shadira Ibokwi. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast. It's so wonderful to have you here with us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I, so you just recently graduated from the UMBC MPS program in biotechnology, correct? Yes, yeah. I did. All right. And you just graduated this past December, which is phenomenal. Congratulations on that. I'm sure that that is just like a huge relief off your shoulders and a great accomplishment. Yes, thank you. It is. It is. I mean, school was fun, but school was school. So I'm happy to be done. Yes, it does. You know, so that it speaks to the whole work-life balance thing. That is such a thing going, working, if you're working full-time, going to school, you have other responsibilities. It can be taxing, but it, you know, how did you deal with that? Did, were you able to balance your life out going to graduate school at the same time? Yes. So the MPS program is great in that all of the courses are in the evening. So most, I think all of my courses started at 6 p.m. and at 9 p.m. So it's three hours, which is a long time, but I appreciated being able to, you know, just sit down for three hours and be done with the course for that week. And then of course I had my assignments and things that I had to turn in by the next week, but, um, just having one day that I could dedicate to each course allowed me to sort of focus on work during the work working hours, you know, nine to five, get a little bit of a break in between and then go to class. So it was taxing, you're correct, but I appreciated, you know, how the courses are set up so that you can still work. Absolutely. And, you know, it comes down to what your goal is in life. And sometimes we do have to push through and push ourselves, challenge ourselves to get through the the tough times. And some some people would would say that, a challenging schedule is a rough time, but you know what, at the end of it, when you come out at the end of that, I think the feeling of accomplishment is so much greater when you know that you put that hard work in and you earned that degree. Absolutely. And I think the learnings as well were uh, something that I was very proud of. So I felt like I learned a lot that was relevant to my role. And as a result, I was able to grow professionally, you know, and I could participate in certain kinds of conversations more because I knew more about the subject matter. So I, I, I enjoyed that part of the program as well. Well, speaking of your professional pathway and all of that, could you just tell us a little bit about your professional endeavors and what led you to UMBC? Absolutely, yes. So I am a bioprocess engineer at a pharmaceutical company in Rockville, Maryland. Um, and so I've been supporting manufacturing processes for life-saving medicines. And I felt like I needed a more in-depth understanding of the processes that I was supporting. So background, I have an undergrad degree in chemical engineering. So I knew a lot about equipment, right? And I supported process processing for about two years by the time I decided to enroll in the program. So my company is very big on professional development. They make you set goals every year. So what is your professional goal for this year? And what is your development goal for, for this year? And so in 2021, I figured, why don't I go get a master's degree, um, something that would allow me to better understand, you know, what the molecules are doing in the process. When, when we make decisions, when we decide to open a valve here and close a valve there, and when we set times for how long a molecule stays in the system, you know, I wanted to 
understand the why behind all of these things. Um, and I think the biotechnology program is set up exactly like that. So you listen, you, you get to hear from people who work at the FDA, people who are setting the guidelines for pharmaceutical manufacturing around the world. Um, and you are able to ask them questions. You know, why is this set up this way? Why do we have to do things a certain way? Um, and I think that the, the biotechnology program, the courses in the program really answered all of those questions for me. Oh, that's powerful. That really is. This It's so great when you can marry the courses with what you are actually doing in the real world, because that's how learning happens, right? It's when being able to take all this new knowledge in from experts in the industry who are doing all that work and, and feeding that to you, and then being able to go out there and practice that. It's like the dojo, you know, you go out there and you practice it. And then you're able to apply these things that you're learning to see maybe different ways of, of approaching it or just realizing maybe some light bulbs are going off in the process. Uh, that's a really cool, cool situation. <laughs> Where do you work right now? What is your current role? Uh, so still a bioprocess engineer, um, I am now supporting a new facility. So in my prior role, I was supporting an existing manufacturing facility, so the drug substance that we were making is commercially approved commercially on the market and we were bringing on a new facility to support manufacturing basically there's a lot of demand for this product and we just wanted to make more of it and so have a new facility right now that we're bringing up so it's not fully operational yet but we are you know working to get it there so i have a lot of really good experience in this facility that you know has been commercial for over i think 20 years at this point and getting to see a new facility come up that now we're using a lot of the new technology that's available. Uh, one example is single use system. So back in the old long time ago, everything was stainless steel. And so all the tanks, bioreactors were these huge stainless steel equipment. And now everything is in bags. So now we have huge bags made out of plastic and that's where we store everything and so it's it's interesting you know to to have experience from a really old facility and then supporting a new facility coming online oh yeah and in your opinion so somebody listening in on this podcast or watching this video on youtube who may be thinking eh, do i really need a graduate degree if i want to do the kind of work that you know i'm hearing about right now can you talk about how this program has helped you to grow in the current role that you're doing from where you were to where you are now after the program? Absolutely. So I think it's two things, right? One, concepts. Um, when you're in the workplace, you sometimes tend to focus a lot on what you are doing. So I, for example, I was a purification expert. So I did hopefully people understand this, but I did chromatography systems, filtration systems. I didn't really do anything in cell culture. And so I didn't know much about cell culture. If you stop me to ask me a question about cell culture, I can tell you anything. <laughs> but what the masters helped me learn was how the cell culture piece fits into purification. So for context, how we start manufacturing is we grow cells in different size bioreactors, and then we pass them on to the purification team, me. And so I didn't quite know what happened upstream until after taking this pro program. Or I, I, I knew what happened upstream, but I didn't have a full understanding of why they did what they did and why they're 
process parameters were set as they were. And so that's what the, the program helped me help me learn. And for the longest time I had had as a goal that I wanted to learn about upstream and I would sit in on meetings. But, you know, in meetings, the goal is not to teach you. The goal is to talk about whatever problem is going on and try to solve it. And you had to play catch up. So being in a school setting where you could ask the professor questions and not feel like you were holding the meeting back, I think that was what was unique about the master's program that I couldn't get in the workplace. Um, so first concept, the second thing was, I think, exposure to industry. We had a lot of experts from different companies, from the FDA, come talk to us about current practices, about what they're doing in their companies, about what they learned over their decades in the industry. That, again, is something that I would not get in the workplace. I do work with people who've worked for a long time, but again, a lot of them have been at the company for a long time. I was able to talk to people who have been at other companies, you know, and to see how other people or other how other people in the industry are operating their processes. Yeah, that's a really powerful thing when you can tap into somebody's expertise from maybe an area that you didn't even consider. Uh, you know, so you have these experts coming into your classroom and talking about certain things that you don't have maybe experience in, or maybe you didn't even consider or thinking about it. But now all of a sudden, it's opened up this whole new lens by which you can view what you're doing and your role and how it intercedes with that and intersects, I should say, with that. Um, that's really powerful. And what about the peers in your class? Where, what was that like, the kind of peer engagement that was set up for, for the biotechnology students? We had a ton of group projects. <laughs> we, Those are so fun, aren't they? <laughs> so fun. We had a ton of group projects. And so I was able to interact with people from, I think, all ranges of experience. We had students who were right out of undergrad, so hadn't worked at all. And then we had some people who had worked for even more years than, than I've worked. So I've worked for you know, three to four years at this point. We had people who worked up to 10 years. Um, and we were all mixed into these different group projects. So it was interesting to see the different perspectives. One thing that I had to be cautious of was not letting my experience um, sort of color too much my approach to the project. So this is what we do at work. And so this is what we should do in this project. You know, so sort of approaching it as a student, as someone who's learning something for the first time, I'm still, you know, using what I know to inform my approach, but not allowing it to sort of put me in, like put laser focus on one approach and then not being flexible. Oh, I love that because so I've just recently read a book. Uh, I think it was called Mindset. I read a lot of books, so I'm, I'm, I confuse the titles. But that particular book, I believe, talked about that whole concept of being able to approach everything with a growth mindset, meaning always thinking about learning something. So even if we are, say, experts in what we do, always approach a situation or an opportunity like a group project or speaking with people who maybe are on your level or maybe even up and coming people and always having that learning lens on because that's when the curiosity strikes and that's when you open up to new things. And it also, I think is a good way for us to humble ourselves, but also be able to realize that maybe there's a better way of doing something than what I've done in the past or, you know, oh, wow, I didn't think about that as an opportunity or a solution. I think there's a lot of power in being able to do what you did and, and think about, think about the group that you're within and interacting and considering that you have a lot to learn. They all have a lot to learn and it's fun to learn together, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. So what was, would you say your favorite course throughout the program and why? That's a great question. If I had to pick, 
um, we took a course in ethics, which was very different from all the other courses. All the other courses were processing, regulatory, so very science focused. Our ethics course was taught by a law professor. And so it's the first time in my entire academic experience that I took a law class. And she walked us through different cases where bioethics had come into question. And so we talked about a lot of different things like clinical trials. What are the ethics surrounding clinical trials? You know, people who enroll in trials will take, you know, drugs that are essentially getting tested on them, you know, and it's things that I'd never considered before. So I just thought it was, it was a very different perspective and it's definitely not something that I encounter in my day-to-day work. So it was, it was an interesting class. <laughs> that's why I liked it. <laughs> oh, that's great. So right now I'd like to be just take a moment to thank our sponsor of this podcast episode, which is UMBC's Office of Professional Programs. UMBC's Applied Graduate Programs will put your career outlook into Focus. Our students build applied knowledge through programs that focus on tomorrow's innovations, growth, and success. So check it out. Check them out at professionalprograms.umbc.edu. I always like to ask this question. What was your biggest takeaway from learning at UMBC? What was that? That is a deep question. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that I learned that the industry that I'm in is so much bigger than just me. There is this emphasis on the fact that we're making often life-changing medicines for people um, and everything we do makes a difference in someone else's life. And so there's this focus on product quality, making sure that everything is documented in the correct way. And sometimes it can get tiring, you know, (laughs) but when you have at the back of your mind that there is so much scrutiny on this industry, simply because the products that we make go into people's bodies and actually do things in their bodies. um, I think that that puts things into perspective and the UMBC program really did that for me. Um, especially listening to my classmates, people who had worked in industry, maybe other aspects of the industry, you know, asking their questions, talking about their perspectives in our different courses. I think it was nice to, to see how everybody was so focused on quality, even when it was maybe a little bit annoying to have to, you know, adhere to all of the rules that exist. Um, yeah. That's Excellent. Cool. That's, yeah, that, that's really cool. Can you think of anything else that I have not asked you that you're, you just have a burning desire to, to tell us <laughs> about biotechnology in general or your experience here at UMBC? Well, I will say the UMBC community is very supportive. I never felt like I needed help and I wasn't able to find it. For every single one of my courses, the professors were responsive. The students in the group projects were interested i think very that was very different from my experience in undergrad which again undergraduate students versus master's students i feel like the commitment level is a little bit different but i i, I think i was very well supported throughout the program um I'm, i was also an international student at the time that i was at umbc and i had a lot of great support from the international students office i had i would often have a ton of questions about what was okay to work um and they were 100 percent always ready to answer my questions 
Ah, that's really fantastic to hear, especially to our international student community, because I know a lot of times they they have questions about that. And so let's uh, real quickly, if you could just share your experience with being an international student at UMBC, what was that process like? Yeah, no, great question. So I was here in the U.S. I went to undergrad at University of Maryland College Park. So I completed my undergrad program and then I was working. Um, and the UMBC program just popped up one day. I think I was looking at biotechnology master's programs in the area. I believe Hopkins also has one. Um, and they had an info session. And at the info session, they had representatives from the International Student Office there to answer questions, which was unique because I've been to a ton of info sessions and there, there usually isn't someone who can answer questions specifically from international students. So that was unique. And they walked us through the process of applying um, and making sure that you had all your documents in order so that you could attend classes. Um, and then they were also super supportive with you know students who were able to get internships or so summer internships. If you had a summer internship, you could you know run it by the international student office, make sure that it was okay to do your internship. Um, and they were really really supportive. I cannot stress enough how supportive that office was. Oh, that's great. I, I'm going to pass that along to our staff, our uh, success team at UMBC and the professional programs to let them know that that was really appreciated. It's uh, super important to be able to get the information that you need when you need it. Absolutely. <laughs> so I always like to close out podcast episodes here on UMBC Mic'd Up by asking a just a professional development type question. And so my question to you is, what is the greatest advice that you have ever received? Um, no question is a stupid question. That That is the greatest advice I've ever received. I, as someone, again, who came to the U.S. from a different country, I think I was always afraid that, you know, I would say something and it wouldn't sound right or my accent would jump out and people wouldn't take me seriously. But I learned that a lot of times people want to explain, people want to talk about what they do. People want to answer your questions. And it's a lot better to ask and do it right than to assume and do it wrong, especially in our industry. So no question is a stupid question. No question is a silly question. And when you have the opportunity to take an advanced degree program, make the most of it. Don't try to multitask during class. I'm guilty because you don't learn what you're supposed to learn, you know, and you sort of tune out, especially when it's virtual, right? You, you're not really listening to the professor. You're doing something else. Um, you're not making the most of that opportunity. So don't, don't be like me. Pay attention in your virtual classes. <laughs> that is really great advice because, yeah, I think that well, most of us can probably understand and relate to that. I do it too. I mean, you know, you, if something doesn't seem like it's quite pertinent to you at the moment, you're like, I'm just going to check this email here. And, and then all of a sudden somebody calls your name and you're like, oh, shoot, <laughs> what did I miss? Yeah, it's, it's really important to pay attention. It's multitasking. It's that's a myth I hear. I've read that, that it's you really can't multitask and do it well because your brain really likes to focus on the task at hand. And I, I know I don't multitask well uh, because I just yeah, I, I, I get very chaotic and I just do not comprehend what I'm supposed to comprehend. But when I focus in, I'm really focused. And so asking those great questions, like you said, really important that helps to focus a person in too is being able to ask really great questions being being able to really listen to what those answers are and being right there in the moment in the present moment very good this this has been a really great conversation i've enjoyed it immensely and i know that our listeners and viewers are going to be enjoying this as well so thank you so much for being here with us today absolutely thank you for having me <laughs> 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of UMBC's Mic'd Up Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about our offerings, please do a search for UMBC Biotechnology Graduate Programs or click the link in the show notes.